and welcome to episode number 23 of the Bouncing Back podcast with me, James Middleton. I have been thinking a lot about the topic of this podcast today. Mm, Do I think about it every day? I was going to say I think about this topic every day, but I don't. I'm not that sad. But I have had so many of you guys messaging me, asking me to talk about it, including a lot of my clients actually, because I've touched upon it several times before, but never really gone into that much detail. And that is exactly why I started my podcast in the first place. So I can natter away and get right beneath the surface of a lot of, I think, very important discussion points. And actually, I just want to say, well, first of all, you might not have even read the title of this podcast. So you might be thinking, what is James talking about? So today we're going to be getting right into the thick of social media and if it's destroying you or not. But before I do get into it, I want to say that because of you, because of all of you who share my podcast with family, with your friends, with your partners, who knows, maybe even you've sent a few to your exes to say, you know, you could do with listening to this. (laughs) Sometimes they need a little bit of help. Um, You know, post it on your Instagram and Twitter and tag me. My podcast is still in the top 1% of podcasts in the world, which is freaking crazy. I never in my wildest dreams thought that so many of you would be listening to me. So I'm a very happy chappy right now and I'm feeling super grateful. But I know, I know that sometimes episodes take a little bit longer to come out and you have to wait a little bit longer than you'd like. I mean, in an ideal world, I'd like to pump one of these out every week, but it's actually it's it's actually quite difficult sometimes given that that other things go on in life. Um, And on that point, actually, you know what? I had someone DM me. Oh, the cheek of the person. When I said I was bringing this episode out soon, I got a DM and they said, no, you just go swanning off on your trips and disappear with your new girlfriend. And I was like, hold on a second, pal. I'm not putting my life on hold. So you don't have to wait too long for another podcast episode. Um, oh god, I thought, I thought. I mean, it did make me giggle, but I guess that's, it's kind of a weird compliment in a way, uh, I mean, a strange way to formulate and communicate one, but it did make me laugh, it's, you know, I've, I mean, I felt like saying, sorry I'm living a life outside of sitting in front of this microphone, Pablo, he wasn't called Pablo, it's just the the first generic name that, that came to me, it always seems to be Pablo actually, it's quite weird, um, it's, quite, it's quite a nice name though, but I hope the suspense isn't too gripping, on your own life for you having to wait for these. Anyway, just wanted to say quickly before I get into it, um, a massive thank you, really. Honestly, I'm I'm so, so grateful. And without you listening, this podcast would have stopped already um, or I just would have been talking to myself and no one listening. But I know how much some of the episodes or, you know, a lot of the episodes are helping you and, and you are all enjoying them. So because of that, I will keep on making them. Right, let's do this. Social media. Now, the irony is, is I wouldn't be here without social media. And the fact that I'm going to talk about it and why it's ruining some people's lives, you could say is a little bit ironic. But as with anything, there are also a lot of positives that can be drawn from social media and a lot of positive impacts that it's having on the world and a lot of incredibly powerful things it's doing and has already done. But, but, and that's a big but, 
there is definitely a fine line of how to use social media effectively. And I'm not talking about from my point of view as a creator on it, but more to do with from a consumer basis. I mean, of course, myself, you know, I'm, I'm a consumer too. I consume content every day. Um, and I'm also a user who experiences that side of things like everyone else. But today I'm going to discuss really three key points and they are, well, the first is why what you consume controls your life and why setting parameters around this is fundamental for your own sanity and for your own growth. Then I'm going to come on to how we can use social media more intentionally and that it's about using it more intentionally and not necessarily using it less. And then finally, going to finish off in a, with a positive note and and discuss actually how social media can can impact you in a positive way, but only if you take the reins properly. I was at a client's birthday party last week, and by the way, I don't always get invited to my client's birthday parties. I actually felt pretty special uh, making the cut and the invite, but I do have a very close relationship with a lot of my clients and. This client happened to live very nearby, so I didn't really have any excuse not to go. No, but he's he's a lovely guy. Uh, and I was fortunate enough, I had the honor of, of receiving this invite, so I went around to his house. He's a young guy, works in venture capital, very nice guy, and I've been training him for about eight months now, and he's made tremendous progress. But the crowd that was there, it was all businessmen, highly intelligent, you know, pretty amazing, impressive people. And I got talking to this dad for a little while who worked at Google or works at Google and was very intelligent. And we were talking about social media. And I think after this evening was when I really thought to myself, wow, I I need to talk about social media. I need to discuss and dissect actually how detrimental it can be if you don't use it in the right way. So this guy was talking about his son who is only 15 years old and we were discussing the app TikTok. Those of you who might be a bit ancient might not know TikTok, but TikTok is probably the fastest growing social media platform in the world right now. Incredibly popular, incredibly addictive, but overtaking, I think, in my opinion, Instagram in in a long way. So some of you will have it, some of you won't. And by the way, don't take offense if I called you ancient. I mean, my mum and dad would probably fit in that category. They don't have TikTok. Although actually that said, my dad has been sending me TikToks recently, which is slightly concerning. Um, <laughs> so those of you, those of you that do have it will know that that it is, it is addictive. You just can spend hours on there. The algorithm that they have created is scarily powerful because the way it works is it's an endless stream of videos, a bit like what Instagram is turning into at the moment because all these apps copy each other and Instagram has seen how powerful and how much longer people are spending on TikTok. So they're trying to replicate that to get users to spend more time on Instagram. And for all these apps, it's all about keeping you on there for as long as possible and feeding you with video after video that suits your interests and then sends you ads you know, the, your way based on what you've been watching, what you've been talking about, all of this stuff, very powerful. And I'll go into that as well because there is a big lip to nice tea thing going on since Angus and I were talking about it on our social media. I mean, that actually blew my mind and was quite a scary realization, but that's another thing I'll come on to later. So the way the TikTok algorithm works is when you watch a video, it will obviously measure things like how long you've watched it for, what kind of video you're watching. Is it a dancing video? Is it a funny video? 
what creator you're watching and based on all of these metrics it will then provide you with another video that is similar to the ones that you've been watching for the longest or spending the most time interacting with and so every time you're flicking up on the screen and you get a new video the algorithm is just pushing videos into your feed that you end up watching you know for the whole thing and wanting to get another one and wanting to get another one because each one of these videos is giving you some kind of dopamine kick and that's how it's addictive and that's how you can spend and I've experienced this you can spend hours scrolling through TikTok and suddenly you look at the time and what feels like five minutes has been two hours and you sit back and you're like oh my god that is two hours of my life that I'm never going to get back but also how scary is it that two hours can go by so fast without you even realizing and actually if I'm really bored and I don't want to do any work or do anything productive which I do sometimes feel like doing if I'm waiting for something and I just want to skip the time I will go on TikTok because I know just scrolling through videos the time will fly uh, and when you do it's inc it's incredible it's it, it's so scary I don't even know what word to describe it and those of you who have been in TikTok holes will fully understand and appreciate what I'm saying it's a dangerous thing to do especially before bed you're in bed at 10 a.m. and then the next minute it's like 1 a.m. in the morning sorry 10 p.m. and then it's 1 a.m. in the morning and you're like oh for goodness sake James you've done it again but this is why the app has blown up and this is why I think so I think now there are 20 million users on the app in the UK alone 20 million and the time spent on TikTok is massively outshining the time users are spending on Instagram which is why Instagram are employing all these new features and it's all very video content based and when you scroll I don't know if you've noticed recently on the updates on Instagram but when you scroll you don't just see videos from people you follow and posts from people you follow but you also now get recommended posts based on the accounts that you follow and interact with and so therefore Instagram is suggesting you might like this and actually sometimes these posts that Instagram suggests are things that you do like so you spend more time on the app because you're like oh here's a video I haven't seen before this is quite a cool account let me check it out massive hole spiral hole this is what they're doing anyway I digress this guy's son 15 year old son so he was saying he was spending way too much time on TikTok and the problem is that with that age group when you're 15 years old there's stuff on there that 15 year olds shouldn't be watching on the one hand you get these amazing brilliant videos of learning how to make a pasta dish or learning how to tie a boat knot in five seconds or whatever like a makeup tutorial or inspiring fitness content and there's lots of educational stuff as there is on a lot of these platforms but on the flip side you get these women dancing half naked with big boobs juggling around and it's a bit like watching soft porn no seriously it is like watching soft porn and they have guidelines on the app but a lot of these women and men for that matter really push these guidelines and sometimes get away with a lot of skin let's just put it that way a lot of skin I've had videos taken down for showing a bit of thigh or a bit of tummy and then I scroll and I see some girl in a bikini thong with her boobs out and I'm like how is that not being banned but then you also have things kind of to a more a much more extreme level like the war in Ukraine when that was when that started there were hundreds of videos in fact thousands of videos going around of soldiers being killed and dead bodies being carried around and really sort of grim gruesome stuff and little kids crying because their whole family and house had been blown up 
And that kind of thing, the latter kind of content especially, is not suitable for teenagers, let alone in like for some adults. When I see stuff like that about the Ukraine war, I'm old enough and mature enough to not let it affect me and my emotions, although it still can be pretty moving and, and upsetting. And the way I think about the world, I still have some kind of understanding and, and maturity. However, a 15-year-old boy who's being exposed to all of this, and not just one or two videos, you're talking 10, 20 videos in the space of an hour. Can you imagine what it's doing to their mind? Can you imagine what it's doing to their perception of the world and the kinds of thoughts it's formulating in their head? As a 15-year-old, you're not mentally capable of fully understanding these kinds of things and forming opinions on them that I guess are safe or at least not de not detrimental to how you're going about your life. I know there are a lot of young kids on all these apps because the data shows how many teenagers are using them, in particular with TikTok. It's, it's a much younger audience. And because the algorithm is so powerful, once a kid starts watching a certain amount of content, specific content like I was talking about earlier, that algorithm will just keep feeding them that content again and again and again. So this kid is just becoming brainwashed with stuff that they have no control over watching and they can't stop watching it. So the dad was telling me that his son would come home from school and was spending a good two hours on this app just scrolling aimlessly. And obviously these kids don't, another thing as well is they don't really talk about it with anyone when they see something. You know, I doubt they're going into school and having an intelligent conversation about the Ukraine war and this and that. I mean, maybe they do, but I can't imagine them doing it. I mean, I certainly wasn't doing that as a 15-year-old kid talking about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and it, it's not like they're going, oh, have you seen these images of the war in Ukraine? Oh, it's so terrible. I can't believe that Putin is doing this and the government, you know, they should be doing this. They're not talking about that kind of thing. They're probably showing their mates going, oh, look at this dead body or, you know, going to sleep dreaming about, about, terrible things and fighting and and war and then on the flip side going back to the kind of you know the the sort of semi-nudity that you see on there again it's it just can't be healthy so my point here is that it's one thing as an adult to be on these apps and to get caught in these rabbit holes but at least we're all mature enough well most of us are most of us are to understand and realize that this kind of stuff can't affect our life and this kind of stuff goes on and we have to continue living our life whereas as a teenager this stuff can really affect the way you think and how you behave and the conversations you're having with your mates and and more when you're a teenager i mean at least when i was you should be outside running around with your mates playing sports studying watching films not seeing girls shaking their bums and jiggling their boobs all over your screen and and then you know the next minute watching buildings being blown up with people in them i mean it's just it's insane and that's just a small part of it then you have all the people commenting underneath and having full-blown arguments with strangers on the internet and it's just a very very toxic place for these young kids and it's a really tricky one because the dad was saying to me that he ended up banning his son from going on the app completely. He just went cold turkey on him and said, right, this is enough. You're spending too much time on this app and it's not good for you. Now, I get that strategy because it's very hard to say to a kid, you're only allowed an hour on this app because unless you're timing them and, and coming in after an hour and taking their phone away, these kids can just walk away and spend hours, three hours, four hours without even noticing. And if you're a busy person, if you're busy cooking dinner or 
working or whatever, you're not going to realize how long they're spending consuming all this content. So I guess the the cold turkey approach is probably a good one. But then on the flip side, what you're doing is taking away something from this kid that a lot of his mates are doing and a lot of his mates are watching and they all have in common the app and they're probably, you know, they'll go to school and they'll show each other videos and share videos, you know, some of the lighthearted, funny stuff with each other. And it's kind of a form of bonding now and connecting with their friends. I mean, I send TikTok videos all the time to my friends, you know, the funny ones, the good stuff. And I don't want to paint a gloomy picture because there is a lot of really good content on social media and I'll come on to that. But there is also a lot of really damaging dangerous stuff and I can't help but fear the amount of time these kids are spending staring on screens at their phone consuming content they shouldn't be consuming and how much of an impact that's going to have maybe not there and then but potentially later on in their life so it's definitely worth considering if you do have kids or you know you know people with kids just kind of having this conversation and actually paying attention to maybe the kinds of stuff they're consuming because you know, they could be going down quite a slippery slope. Now, I wouldn't go as far as to say you could be addicted to social media, but given the fact that we like being on social media because we get these dopamine rushes, because when we see a funny video, we get a dopamine kick, or when we post something and we get likes, we get a dopamine kick, or when people are commenting under a photo saying how good we look, on the beach, you know, in our bikini or in our swim shorts or how happy we look and how amazing this photo is. We're all, we're getting dopamine kicks, all of us do when we do this kind of stuff if you post on social media. That constant chasing of dopamine can be addictive. And you see it everywhere. Guys and girls posting selfies of themselves. Why? When I see someone posting a selfie of themselves or when I see these accounts, these people doing that I guarantee you most of the time it's because they're feeling terrible or they're having a bad day and they've come on to post something to get recognition or validation and attention and likes and comments saying how good and happy they look to make themselves feel better and it's sad it's so so sad because as soon as that small rush of happiness finishes and the post has been up for a a day or two days and it's got all the attention that the person wanted then what? then you're back to feeling terrible again until when the next selfie that's posted it's a toxic cycle and one that I know so many and I like to call them influencers because a lot of these people call themselves influencers but they are influencing literally no one in any kind of positive way so we'll refer to them as influencers in this episode shots fired every time I see a selfie now or, you know, one of these kinds of pictures, you, you you know what I mean, I don't, I mean, hopefully I don't have to explain it too much, but you know the kind of content that I mean. I now always second guess if that person is actually feeling okay. And don't get me wrong, sometimes they will be and sometimes they might just be feeling good and putting up a, a nice picture. But again, even on that basis, is it like, what reason is it for? They're not providing value to everyone. They're not helping anyone. Most of the time, I guarantee you, they're not feeling that good and they've posted it for that reason to feel better and that's quite sad if you think about it and it's a bit like watching porn it can become addictive because we are craving the feeling we get when we see something that's funny or we watch something that makes us feel better or we gain validation from something that we've posted and on that 
point, not just from a consumer perspective with social media, but as a creator myself, a creator is someone who comes onto the platform to create content for other people to watch, to learn from, etc. I have also experienced the dark side of social media in which you become, and I'm not like this now, but there was a period of my life where I would post a photo or post a video and I'd just be constantly refreshing my feed all the time to check how many likes it was getting, to check who was commenting on it because it made me feel good if the post was doing well. In my head, I was thinking, oh, all these people are liking it, saying nice things. God, I feel great. I want to do this again tomorrow. And I would sit there just refreshing, refreshing, watching the likes come in and watching the comments come in because it genuinely made me feel good about myself. And I noticed that I was doing that again and again and again for longer and longer and longer. And I thought, this isn't right. This isn't healthy. I'm relying on people I don't even know I'm relying on numbers to validate me, to make me feel good, to to gain this little dopamine rush. I can't be relying on this. It's terrible. It's toxic. And then on the flip side, if a post didn't do well and it wasn't getting that many likes or wasn't getting good engagement, it would affect my mood. I'd feel bad. I'd be questioning. I'd be like, oh, do people, do these people, do my followers still like me? Oh, God, no. Oh, this is terrible. Should I delete it? Maybe I'll post another one. Oh, do you know what? I'll post a a good looking photo of me looking really nice and you know on the beach with the sun and the sea and that that will get the likes up again and then I'll feel good terrible terrible toxic mentality and I know there are so many creators and influencers <laughs> I love that word influencers I hope there are some influencers listening to this because I'm referring to you whatever you want to call them who use social media to validate themselves when they're feeling good they come on and they tell everyone they're feeling good so everyone's like oh it's so nice to see you feeling so happy like looking so happy and looking so well and they walk around thinking all these people think I'm happy and now I'm happy that makes me feel really good and then when they have the bad days they also come onto social media oh I'm having a really bad day I need some validation, almost like they're looking externally for justification or someone to say, it's okay, we're here for you, we love you, it will get better. And I think it's good on social media to be honest and to tell people when you're feeling good and tell people when you're feeling bad, but not to become reliant on feedback from strangers to help you get through your different emotions. And again, it's because it, be it can become addictive. You can become so dependent on it. I see it everywhere, people using social media when they're not feeling very good to gain attention, to gain validation, to make themselves feel better. And they become so reliant on it and so dependent on this external factor to help them with their life and to help them feel better. And without it, they don't and they can't and they can't survive. And that's messed up. It's almost like they're living a double life. Their real life is pretty boring it's pretty average but then on social media they're a different person because it's very easy to do that but then you're having to live up to this false identity and using social media every time you're feeling down or even feeling happy to get recognition for either of it and I think you should really try and avoid that kind of thing because there is a life outside of social media and for me that was a massive massive lesson and point that I had to keep reminding myself of that Life exists outside of social media. Social media is not real life because you can be anyone you want to be on social media. 
and that in itself is dangerous. But if you're not true to yourself outside of it, you're never going to be happy in your life. You're never going to live a fulfilling life. And that is why with me, as hard as I can, I try to portray myself as what you get on social media is what you get in real life and vice versa. I'm real on social media. I'm real off it. There's no two personalities because that's exhausting. I couldn't ever do that. But people I know, people who I've been in relationships with, girls who have been one person off social media and another person on social media, and I have seen how stressful it is for them. I have seen how much they rely on social media to validate themselves and to make themselves feel good. And it's so poisonous. And it's a very slippery slope to get out of because sometimes you get so caught up in it it becomes all consuming and then you get deeper and deeper and deeper and it's harder and harder and harder to live a life without it so that's I guess that's probably from coming from more of a a creator side of things and someone who you know uses social media maybe as a job or maybe as a career but from a consumer side of things it's really important to realize and actually as a as a creator as well but from a consumer side of things these apps are designed to keep you on there for as long as possible i've noticed more and more that editing tools in instagram and tiktok are becoming more and more efficient and advanced so you can pretty much but what they want you to do is all your editing inside the app rather than going off and using third party editors they want you to stay in the app and use the editing tools But let's take a look at the advertisers and the big brands because these are the players who are controlling everything. They have so much power over these apps because they spend so much money pushing their products to you without you even realizing. Social media platforms make money through advertising, right? And they make a hell of a lot of it. So they are very much in service to these big brands and to these advertisers and are doing everything they can to get these brands in front of your face consciously or subconsciously to make you buy their products and as an example of this this is really quite scary actually and I joked about it on my Instagram and still kind of do and was laughing about it but then spoke to my friend Angus and we both said this is actually we both sat down and looked at each other like this is actually really scary so we had this ongoing joke about Lipton iced tea and if you follow me you would have seen it and the fact that it was such a key feature in me meeting this girl in Barcelona because we'd finished dinner and Angus had to go we were heading back to the hotel and Angus had to go to a shop because for some reason after we drunk espresso martinis and tequila he just fancied a Lipton iced tea weird don't know why but I was like okay let's go get your Lipton iced tea and then head to bed if if he hadn't decided he wanted to buy one then we would have taken a different route home and I wouldn't have met this girl in the street who I'm now dating and therefore we have this joke we always now buy Lipton iced teas when we're together or bring them round and whatever it's 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 funny because yeah and also they do taste good to be fair I actually I've never really been an iced tea drinker but now there's a different purpose to do it and they are nice we also want to get sponsored by them so if anyone listening works for the brand or the marketing agency please drop me a message because that would be incredible now we spoke about this both on on our social media channels and and you know we kept tagging in Lipton iced tea and the stories we were doing and um, a few days later I started getting a fair few dms from people screenshotting the fact that Lipton iced tea had just popped up in an advert on their Instagram page and I was like uh-huh that's kind of weird we've been talking about it 
you know, these people obviously follow us and somehow the algorithm has detected that they're watching stories of us talking about it and the brand and the product. So I understood that. But then the level at which it was happening was crazy. I was getting DMs from people in Australia, in America, in South Africa, in Asia, literally all over the world saying, James, Lipton Ice Tea is not just over my Instagram feed and my Instagram page and one or two of my friends who follow you as well, but it's over so many of our mates' pages, some of who don't follow you. But we've just been talking about it and how all we're seeing now is lip to nice tea. And I sat back and I was like, wow. I was getting all these screenshots. I was like, wow. So it's not just the people who have been following me, but their friends the friends of the people following me are now getting these ads because this is what the advertisers want you to do or think you'll do. They work out if you're watching something and someone's promoting a brand or talking about a brand and they think, right, who does this person know or speak to? Ah, they've got five or six friends who they communicate with a lot. Let's push this ad to their friends as well because then maybe they will both start talking about the fact that Lipton Ice Tea is there. Or maybe one of them will suggest to the other to go buy a Lipton iced tea. When I say they, I'm referring to the algorithm, by the way. But do you see how that works? And what actually really explains it quite clearly is a documentary on Netflix. It's called The Social Dilemma. If you haven't seen it already, definitely watch it. It will blow your mind even more than what I'm talking about now. And it goes into a lot more detail about how this algorithm works and the way advertising works and how put together if you've seen a product or you've been talking about a product or following someone who's been talking about a product it will push that product in front of a close circle of your friends or family or whoever it is hoping that you will then at some point discuss it or bring it up to one another and then eventually go and buy the product you know sometimes when you're talking to a friend about something and then the next day or two days later that thing pops up on your page that's basically how it works and that to me is mind-blowing and it goes to show you that we are almost, well, I would say we are being controlled by the algorithm and by advertisers without us even realizing it. But by being aware of this and seeing this, you then become a lot more receptive to things that you're consuming and the way it works. So I would say, I'd say if you really want to see how it works, just go and watch The Social Dilemma and you will then realise how important it is that you have control over how you use social media and you don't let it control you. And on that basis, I want to make a really important point right now. So, pens and papers out, please, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> right, this, is, this to me is, is fundamental. What you consume consumes you, okay? What you consume consumes you what consumes you controls your life so everything you eat everything you drink everything you watch everything you read is highly important how can you expect to feel good if you're feeding your body with trash everyone always talks about consumption being mainly your diet right what we're eating etc the food we're eating that's important but what you are watching, what you are reading on a daily basis has a massive impact on your mood, your productivity, your conversations, and on a bigger scale, the way your life moves. 
So if on a daily basis you were aimlessly scrolling and watching other people living their best life, driving around in nice cars, going on nice holidays, wearing nice clothes, eating nice food, of course you are going to feel terrible about yourself, about your own life. Of course you are. Remember, Instagram in particular is a showreel of people's best life. At least a lot of it is. The editing tools that are available now and have been for some time for people to make their skin look absolutely flawless, to make their bodies look amazing, to make the sea look even more blue, the sky even more blue, the grass greener. So picturesque, so perfect. In fact, I've had girls, I've even had girls show me they can remove people in the background from photos and edit out actual objects. I mean, you've got to be a bit sad to do that, but people do that because they want the perfect picture. It's their shop front. They want to be seen as the most perfect human being in the most perfect setting. And you're scrolling there, looking at photo after photo after photo of this total, complete perfection. And then naturally, because we're human, and this is what we do, we compare that to ourselves, to our own life, our own situation, to how we look. No wonder why we feel bad about ourselves after scrolling sometimes. And if you, imagine if you're doing that on a daily basis for several hours a day, sometimes more, think about the impact that's having on your mood and on the way you perceive yourself and your own life. Because you're there, you're comparing yourself to the best of the best on Instagram. And I say this as well to a lot of people. When you are looking at some of these guys' bodies and these girls' bodies, and to be fair, admittedly, I, I would put myself into that category. I've put photos of myself up, you know, in good lighting, tensing, having just done a gym session, looking all pumped up, you know, my muscles rippling. And I'm sure some people have looked at my photos and thought, in fact, I know that because they've DM'd me and said, why can't I have a body like that? Or I'm never going to be able to achieve a body like that. And that's the truth. Because I also look to other people's bodies I sometimes look at men's bodies and women's bodies and think wow they are flawless they are perfect I'm like I would never look like that they are literally you know the best the best looking bodies that I've seen but that's because you're looking at the top one percent of bodies in the world and of course it's going to make you feel bad about yourself even I've had these moments where I felt terrible about myself from from doing so and yet and this isn't in a, in a big-headed way at all, by the way, but I would prob- probably categorise myself as being one of those people up there in terms of how my body is. I know that. I'm, I'm genetically blessed. I've been training since I was 15 years old. I've been very well informed about nutrition since I was 15. It's been a part of my lifestyle. I've always been in shape from a very, very young age. And that's why I have the body that I have today. Of course, I work hard for it and I'm not, not, not taking away that side of things, but I'm also in a fortunate position where, you know, I, I, I've had a basically a, a stepping stone from a young age, which has helped massively. And people will never be able to achieve the body that I have, nor should they want to, but that's a different matter. But no matter how hard a guy might work who says he wants a body like mine, he, he won't get it. And that's just the way it is sometimes. So in the past, I am guilty of also doing that too, but and you know putting up topless photos of me and stuff but actually from this realization and since actually thinking about the kind of content that I want to be producing I've stopped a lot more nowadays doing that kind of thing because I don't want that to be my brand anymore I don't want that to be 
my way of attracting people to my page and selling my coaching. I'd much rather educate people and inform people and provide value to people in other ways. Obviously, if you're on the beach or you're on holiday and you want to pick up, put up a bikini snap or a snap of you looking and feeling good in the sun, absolutely do that. Knock yourself out. I think it's nice that people do that. I think it's it's almost like, you know, if you've been working hard and you're feeling good about being on holiday, go and, go and do it or, or you're looking nice. I think, you know, I'm not saying people shouldn't be doing that, but if you're not a creator, if you are not a person posting those pictures on your holiday, of course, if you're aimlessly scrolling at that again and again and again, day in and day out, what do you expect to feel like? It's like if you eat a terrible diet, you're going to feel terrible because you're not getting any kind of nutrition or value from the food you're eating. It's the same with the content you're consuming. And I'm not just referring to social media, by the way. It's why I've stopped reading and watching the news. I cannot remember the last time I turned on the news or read any kind of news article because it was making me feel anxious and stressed and bad about the world, the way I saw the world. I'd wake up in the morning, the first thing I'd do, check the news. And I'm starting off my day watching all this negativity and these terrible things that were toxic for my way of thinking and for my positivity and for my energy. So I cut it out completely. And since doing so, I have felt so much more relaxed and less anxious about things. And it's just like you would stop eating junk food, right? Because it makes you feel bad. It's the same with social media. Stop watching things on social media and looking at things that are making you feel bad about yourself. You should be walking away from social media at least most of the time inspired or motivated, maybe having learnt something from someone. Of course, yes, fine, you can still keep following a couple of the fitties you fancy because everyone likes to look at some attractive people once in a while. Me too, I'm included in that. That's cool, do that. But, you know, and I'm not saying actually on that basis go go cold turkey, but definitely do a clear out of who you're following on social media. And don't just say, yeah, I'm going to do that after James has finished talking and at some point in the next couple of days, sit down for half an hour as soon as you can. And instead of scrolling, go on to who you're following and just be ruthless with the accounts that you continue following and follow accounts that are only going to serve you some kind of purpose and good. But that's not an excuse to unfollow me, okay? You keep me right in there, please. I'll 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 have a I'll have a look over the next couple of days once I've released this podcast at my following and if it's gone down I will I will regret doing this podcast and telling you to do that. So keep following me, all right? I'm I'm important on your newsfeed. <laughs> um but I do this all jokes aside, I do this every couple of months. I go through the people who I'm following and I unfollow people who I don't get value from anymore. Of course, you know, you've got your family, your friends. I keep that following because those people you know, a lot of them actually don't post that much. But but even with family and friends, if they're posting garbage, unfollow them. Or you don't even have to follow them, unfollow them these days. Just mute them. Because if you know people, you'll, you don't want to cause any animosity or any awkwardness. Trust me, I've had that. And it's always that thing, isn't it, where you unfollow someone and then you bloody bump into them the next day or at some kind of event or party and and they've somehow noticed and you're like oh they're like oh you unfollowed me the other day i mean what do you say to that yeah because your content was boring or your content was well you could be honest and say your content wasn't making me feel that good but most of the time if it's people you know it's normally because it's just terrible content um (laughs) but and that's i mean if if you unfollow me i don't actually notice because i can't see the numbers specifically but but 
if you've got a smaller following you know let's say if you've got like a thousand followers and you go down to 999 they might pop on and think and have a little look i don't know i used to do that when i was younger but unfollow all the trash all right unfollow these glamorous men these glamorous women who are just posting unbelievable pictures of themselves because they're not giving you any value in your life they're not serving you any purpose even though you might like looking at these photos they are making you feel bad about yourself subconsciously all right maybe even consciously and you can sit there and you can moan and think oh why do i feel so bad about my life look at the people you are following look at the content you are consuming on a daily basis that might be why it will be a large part of why you're feeling bad about yourself so stop blaming everything else around you okay you are in control ultimately of what you consume yes the algorithms of these social media platforms are incredibly powerful and they're now pushing content into your face that you might not have directly chosen to look at but that's based on the accounts that you're following and the things you're spending time watching so if you're spending time watching educational things things that are providing good in your life lessons that you can take away with you that are going to positively influence your life looking at experts watching experts in the field then you're more likely to get that kind of content pushed in front of your face if you're following these love island lemons who don't even know the alphabet okay and are posting pictures of themselves on a jet ski in dubai with their fake louis vuitton handbags around their fake tan skin and crystal white veneers and they're all in one boohoo man outfits from their hashtag boohoo man ads unfollow these people you do not need to be watching their content it is drivel it's dire it's a waste of your time oh glad i got that off my chest <laughs> but continuing continue seriously though continuing following on a separate note continue following people and actively go and follow people who are going to contribute positively to your life all right i know this one guy he's really really good he's this fitness influencer guy called james middleton follow him he's great all right now final point on this okay i want you to imagine this if you walk to work let's say you're walking to work and you see a sign that says you're going to have a bad day scientists and psychology have proven that even if you can't remember what that sign says later on or you can't remember seeing that sign there is a large chance that you will still have a bad day because your subconscious has noted it and it is now in your subconscious mind and as we know sometimes a lot of what goes on in our subconscious can then translate into the conscious world the same thing is in play when you're on social media and you're seeing negativity you not you might not remember exactly the kind of negativity you've seen in a, you know a few hours later but it is ingrained in your subconscious mind and as we all know there is a lot of negativity online one thing i said to myself is i will never get into an argument online with a stranger ever particularly if they're not being intelligent or they're being stupid and as you can imagine sometimes i get some stupid comments sometimes i get some hateful comments i get very very tempted very tempted to go in but i don't even engage with them anymore i'll read them i'll quickly eradicate it from my mind as fast as i can because as i've just mentioned there have been times in my life where i've dwelled upon negativity and although i may have forgotten it consciously a few hours later it's in my subconscious mind and it's affected my mood for the rest of the day and i think oh oh that actually wasn't that nice that that person said that to me and sometimes you can't avoid it sometimes you can't avoid it particularly if someone else is coming on and saying 
nasty things but the best thing to do is just delete it delete the comment don't sit there and and get involved in it but it's why you know you need to get rid of any kind of negativity and limit the amount of negativity that you could potentially be exposed to and do a clear up of the things that you're consuming the people you're following the content you're watching because you don't even know you don't even know it but it is all having an impact on how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis right how are you doing i hope you're good we're coming to the end of this podcast by the way i've got another point that i want to make uh which i think is really really important and then you know what we'll finish with a positive we'll finish with a positive because i feel like this has been a little bit negative about social media and i like finishing things on a positive so hang in there it's not all doom and gloom okay but this is this is the the harsh reality of social media and and i think it's really important that that you're aware of this and actually you know hopefully this will help you take a bit more of a grip and a bit more control if perhaps you know you're not in control of the stuff that you're watching but another point i want to talk about is the idea of of the goal being that it's not like so for me i think it's not about using social media less okay i think it's about using it more intentionally and that's a big one for me and something i've adopted with my own accounts i hardly scroll i hardly know what anyone is up to i don't care because if i want to know what my friends are doing i'll call them up or i message them and if i do scroll my feed at least is full of people that i learn from or i'm inspired by the most amount of time i spend on my apps and my social media is creating content so my screen time is already through the roof but it's because it's my job so i don't i don't mind that but it means i don't need to be spending any more on my phone than is necessary now obviously i'm not a robot and once in a while i'll find myself in a tiktok hole but even then i've watched a lot of funny videos because that's the kind of content i enjoy so the algorithm pushes the funny stuff in front of me and i've had a bit of a laugh i actually rarely come off that app i rarely come off tiktok feeling bad about myself it's funny instagram i'll come off instagram sometimes feeling a bit bad if i've scrolled and watched other people's content um particularly well not anymore but previously when i was just following these people who had loads of money and i'm never really sure how they made their money but they're always on holiday doing amazing things so i unfollowed them um but yeah using it more intentionally and and by doing so it means that you will follow people who inspire you and who motivate you you know follow experts that you can learn and grow from unfollow people who don't add any value to your life because mindlessly scrolling is a waste of your time and you can't get back that time and i know for so many people they spend hours scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and then they feel guilty afterwards because they're like well i haven't really learned anything in that hour i haven't really done anything all i've done is watch these people living a better life than what i think my life is and now i feel even worse because i've not only wasted an hour but i haven't gained any kind of productivity from it and i found that actually when i stopped using social media and scrolling as much my productivity levels boomed because every time you stop something that you're doing and you quickly go on social media it actually takes your brain about five minutes to refocus back on the task you you were once doing so if you're picking up your phone every 15 minutes right to have a scroll for 10 minutes to get your dopamine kick you're actually spending 15 minutes distracted so for every 15 minutes of work you're doing 15 minutes of nothing and if you multiply that up that's half your day wasted pretty quickly oh 
I'm so busy, I don't have time to go to the gym after work, I've got so many emails to reply to, so many deadlines to finish. Yeah, well, if you didn't spend half your day on social media, you'd get all those things done and you'd still have free time at the end of it. You have to be disciplined with yourself with this. You can you can predict someone's future by how they spend their time, right? Your future isn't looking too bright if you're wasting that much of it aimlessly scrolling on social media, feeling bad about yourself and your life. And that's the harsh truth. It's the harsh truth. I know it's harsh, but it's, you know, sometimes some tough love is needed. And we're going to finish the, the downside of social media right there, okay? I'm going to draw the line. That's everything that I want to talk about. We're now going to look at a positive of social media or some positives and then wrap this up because it has been a little bit doom and gloom. But that's okay because I think, firstly, it's a hard realisation and I think a lot of people need to hear it. But secondly, there are um, some amazing things of social media. And I think, for me, the two main positives... No, in fact, the three main positives are, firstly, social media is an amazing thing that allows you to stay connected with your friends and your family and people all over the world. Now, of course, there is a flip side in that although we might feel connected through social media, that might be making up for the fact that we're actually quite disconnected from our friends and family and other people because we get to see what they're doing all the time if they're posting about it so you know if you see they're out and stuff you feel like you were there and talking to them about it does that stop the urge in wanting to meet up with these people more often physically i don't know the answer to that it was a rhetorical question actually but it's worth thinking about i'm not too sure i'm not too sure if social media although you might feel connected with people because you're watching their life you're actually quite disconnected anyway gosh What's gotten into me? That was already a slight negative on a positive. Let's keep this positive. Okay, no one can deny that it's enabled friendships and relationships to continue with all kinds of people, especially during times like COVID when no one was allowed to see each other. And on that level, for me, I was able to connect, to chat, to build relationships with so many of my audience and also clients doing live workouts and live cocktail hours on a Friday, which was just me getting drunk off tequila every week but it was great and people loved it and so did I and I really felt like I built a strong connection with a lot of people because of it and this brings me on to my second point that it's one of if not the most powerful marketing tools out there at the moment so if you have a product a brand something you want to get in front of people social media is where you do it and you can do it for free there are no advertising costs needed unless of course you know you want to hit a wider audience and you do the kind of paid advertising through social media but you can just plug away look at tiktok for example how much that has blown up in the last few years but also how it has blown individuals up i was on a talking panel last week talking about influencer marketing and one of the other guests was this lady called jan she's 65 she has a tea and scone business scone scone i actually chatted to her about it i think i say actually know what i mix it up so i said scone that time anyway irrelevant she was telling me that she fell into tiktok one day because her friend said oh you've got to look at this video on tiktok so she made an account and now i think a year later her business is absolutely booming she's 65 and telling selling tea and scone packages to people through tiktok and she loves it she loves creating content, talking to her customers, getting feedback, 65 years old. So literally anyone can do it. 
the app is incredible because every time you post it not only goes out to your audience if they want to see it but it goes out to lots of other random people too so you're hitting new people every day and you don't get that on instagram it is so so powerful and so i'd say to anyone who has a product whether you're a pt you have a clothing brand you you sell tea and scones you're posting on social media whatever it is having a social media presence is fundamental building up your audience and a platform and 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 posting daily if you can is fundamental in growing your business it's it's just one big massive marketing tool and i say this to everyone who's trying to you know start a business and trying to start up and it's tough don't get me wrong it's a very crowded place and there are things you have to do to try and stand out and follow the trends and all this kind of stuff but it's fundamental so that's where i think it's really powerful and you can hear a lot of amazing stories from these brands and these people who have set them up and it's very inspiring and on the flip side actually it's great for consumers because there are some awesome brands out there doing some awesome things and we get to see all the products and buy them if we like them so on that basis i think it's a massive positive the final positive with social media is that you can now follow all these experts professionals leaders in their respective fields and learn so much for absolutely nothing zero cost there are so many experts out there sharing information for free about some really interesting and important top topics and to me i think that's incredible on a personal level i have learned most of what i know today regarding fitness you know online coaching all this kind of stuff by following leaders in the field and and following people who know what they're talking about of course you have the zealots who have lots of letters in front of their name so it appears they know what they're talking about but they are absolutely brainwashing people in order to help their book sales or you know someone who they support writing a book about it again this is one drawback sometimes it's hard to know who to trust and who to listen to and who to follow but on the whole if you follow the right people it's amazing just how much you can learn and take away and apply to your own life and how inspiring it can be with whatever it is that you're doing and that brings me back to saying why it is so so important that you do a clear out of your social media library and you not only unfollow the people who aren't serving you any kind of purpose but you also actively go and follow people who do inspire you who do motivate you and you can learn from because it will make a massive difference to your experience of using all of social media. And that is all today, folks. Oh, covered a lot there. Thank you so much for listening. So just a quick recap. The the, the three key points today that, that I spoke about, and I think the three key takeaways for you, just to kind of summarize that all up, is what you consume can ultimately control your life and it's so important to set parameters around this because it's fundamental for your own sanity and although sometimes we might not be in control we might feel like we're not in control of the content we consume because these algorithms are so powerful we very much are and i think just being conscious of it will help you massively in terms of how you use social media and i think 
the goal, like I said, is not to use social media necessarily less. I mean, obviously, if you're spending hours and hours and hours a day on it, then I would probably recommend using it less. But it's to be more intentional with what you're looking at and what and what you're watching. And I can't tell you how much better you'll find your experience with it because it's a massive part of, of, of life now. It's a massive part of the world. You know, everyone is pretty much on social media. So if you can kind of take the reins and use it to your advantage, it'll only serve you good. And then the final thing is, is, you know, some of the positives from a marketing perspective, from connecting with people and, and building good relationships, but also following people who are going to inspire you and you can learn from. But again, that's only if you take the reins with it and actively choose to do that with it. Alrighty, social media wrapped up. Thanks for listening. I, I'm not sure when I'm doing my next podcast because I'm away now for quite a lot of the next couple of couple of months. Um, but I do have plans, very exciting plans, to release season two after the summer. And to get some guests on and chat away to some really cool guests that I'm trying to line up. So keep your eyes peeled for that on my social media. Um, Please don't send me too many messages about when's the next one coming out because it puts pressure on me and I don't like letting you guys down. So um, I will let you know. And if there's anything you ever want me to talk about, just send me a DM or equally, you know, if you enjoy my podcast, send me a DM because I love to know who's listening. Please keep sharing them on your social media and you know sending them to family friends because you know it's so great when people listen to them who don't even follow me and um you know I get good feedback and also just honest feedback sometimes I get feedback that's not not so good <laughs> um which is always good for me just to improve things so yeah keep doing that but in the meantime it's been a pleasure never a chore look after yourself and I will see you at the next podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye.